you know, a lot of this really is just learning how to keep ourselves open. Meditation is an action by which we can begin to learn how to open ourselves to that flow of spirit. And really the rest of it is then how do you continue living in that place of openness so that that divine flow keeps moving through you all the time, any given moment. And look at, as we walk through life, how many situations happen that we just go into reaction and we begin to close down. Part of us just shuts down. Well, that's what reaction does. But if you understand why we close down or what reaction really is, it's part of the animal nature that goes into self-preservation. And so it'll move into a, protect, a protective mode. All the defenses come up. That's called survival. It's called the fight or flight. And that's just part of the animal nature. But as we allow ourselves to be fully engrossed in the animal nature is where we find it very challenging to really open up to that free-flowing movement of spirit. And so that's ever often the struggle or challenge people find in walking a spiritual pathway. And in the action of meditation is really that process by which we can begin to open up and move beyond that animal nature that is always defensive and in reaction, literally for self-preservation. If you can think of it that way, maybe you can find a way to start to love and accept that part of yourself rather than blame it and argue with it and always trying to control it and win the battle so that it'll participate with you on your spiritual journey. And I say that because isn't that what most of us do? Is often struggle with the animal nature because that's the part that always is trying to get us to look down and out, to participate in the world, get caught up in things, whether it's food or relationships or this or that, something of a physical nature that satisfies the animal nature, but also that takes care of it so that it survives in this world. Because the animal nature knows there's birth and there's death. So there's a lot of fear that is running inside of that animal nature. And we all know that. We have all of our life experiences. Even if we don't have life experience, we know and feel that going on inside of us. So part of this journey is paying attention to that and finding a way to come into loving and acceptance rather than the battle and the struggle and trying to overcome it, but rather to move into peace with it. And it's a big key in the spiritual journey for anybody walking a pathway of soul liberation, as we like to share it here in Inner Light Ministries. This path of soul liberation is really a pathway of both spiritual awakening but also in that spiritual awakening, it is one of where we spiritually, the soul of who we are, is learning to let go of that animal nature. And the animal nature is not just physical. A lot of the imaginary and emotional components are a big part of the animal nature. And even to an extent, the mind or the lower mind. And as we rise up into the higher mind and up, there begins now more that upwards focus into our divinity. But that's the easy part. The hard part is always that process of how do we move in and up past that part of us that is focused down and up. It's like swimming upstream. And so it often seems like we're going against the flow. Often for many years, as we're walking the spiritual journey, of back in and up to our divinity. 
And that's just part of how it works. But that's the explorer, that's the adventurer. We're going on a great expedition. That expedition often has a lot of perils to it. It's got the rapids we have to cross. It's got the mountains we have to climb. It's got all the natural disasters that are part of the process. Anybody in here not experience a natural disaster of some sort? Or maybe a little unnatural, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> Man-made or natural, whatever way you want to look at it. But that's how this world operates, and that's how these bodies and that which is of this world is. And we're not here to try to change that. And have you noticed, whenever you try to change that, that when you do that, all of a sudden you're in the battle, you're in the struggle, and that's where... The challenge always is. That's the game of this world. But if you understand how the game works, well, eventually you'll start to realize we're not here to change the game. The game works a certain way. It's got its rules and laws and principles. It's called learn those, accept those, honor the laws of the land, as it's often said. Learn to abide by that. Be a law-abiding citizen. We're not here to rebel against that. Spirit is an action of loving and accepting of all things just the way they are. Just the way they are. That's probably one of the hardest things that we all have in grasping or doing that is because we look at things in the world that seem so unjust and bad that how can that be? How can spirit accept this? How can I truly love this? It's so terrible. We have to change it and make it better, don't we? Isn't that what I have to do to become a spiritual person? Well, good luck. Go ahead and try. Eventually, we will realize the only way out or to get free of it all is truly to let go. But then it's a matter of how do we let go? That's what it always comes down to. How do we let go? Well, how many times have you heard it now? What do we share over and over? Loving, accepting, and forgiving. That wonderful acronym, L-A-F, laugh. And maybe even have a little bit of joy with that laughter as you practice. When we truly can love and accept things just the way they are, even as bad as they seem, is where we really begin to set ourselves free and detach from all the hooks, the reactions, the protective mechanisms of the animal nature that is always trying to get us involved and caught up in, which creates getting stuck. That's the hook. We get stuck and caught up in it. And so we often begin looking at it as an analysis process. What am I doing wrong? If I could just figure out what I'm doing wrong, I could correct it, and I'll do it right. And if I can get it right, well, then everything will be better, and then I can be free and loving. That's how we're wired. That's how the mind works. And then the mind feeds that animal nature. The mind's the one judging it in the first place. You're doing it wrong. we got to make it right. And there's ever the battle and the struggle. It's really not a battle of the spirit and the flesh, as many would say. The spirit never battles. Spirit truly is loving and accepting. 
The battle is really just between the mind, the emotions, the imagination, and the body. Well, I want this. No, that's the wrong thing. Well, how do you feel about that? Well, I don't like how I feel about it because I'm not getting what I want, so I'm all upset and disturbed. Oh, screw it. I'm having to censor my language now. <laughs> Putting things out there more, and there's kids in the dining room that can hear that. You know what I mean. Well, the R version, the PG-13 version, the PG version. Wow, this is a stretch, haven't you? Not really. Simplicity is the other thing you hear us all the time sharing here. And loving, accepting, forgiving really is the simplest thing we can all do. And it really works. All this journey is, is learning how to do that in any situation, in every situation, within ourselves. Not out here. It doesn't matter the outer situations. It's what's going on inside in our inner environment with the outer environment. That's what makes a difference. When we can really move into loving and acceptance in here and get free inside, it's going to reflect into the world. And when it reflects into the world from the place of loving and acceptance, guess what? The other situations will actually change. It has to begin to come into somewhat of an alignment with the inner that we're living. When we're living struggle and judgment and fear, guess what? We literally are going to create physical experiences that are going to reflect to us that fear and judgment that we're living in. And there's ever the struggle. So what we're learning to do here, and the action of meditation itself, is beginning to give us an example and to show us how we can begin to move into loving and acceptance to set ourselves free. When we can do that, we won't need the F word, forgiveness. <laughs> that is the F word. We don't need the forgiveness when we're really doing the loving and acceptance. That forgiveness is for when we're not able to. When we really are caught up in the judgments and fears. And all we have to really do is be willing to do. It's really in our resistance and not willing to do that keeps us stuck in that process, ever judging, ever fearful, ever protecting ourselves in feeding that animal nature and all the mental and emotional components of it. That's what it does. It actually feeds that. You, you may not think you're feeding it, but I'll tell you what, you'd be surprised how much unconsciously we feed all these things in ourselves that keeps us hooked into them. And unfortunately, even a lot of the things I'm saying now, a lot of people will take as a judgment and making wrong the animal nature. And that is not what I'm saying or doing. When we can really learn to live in loving, loving will be honest and truthful and direct as we are here and state the nature of things and how they work. Not as a judgment, but as a statement of observation 
and maybe some fact or truth in it. But a lot of it in this world often looks subjective. And so in that subjectiveness, we decide in our own consciousness what's right and what's wrong. Well, we're in here learning how to let go of the right and wrong and move more into the loving and accepting. That's all we're doing in here, really. And meditation is probably the greatest and simplest action of how to do that. But then we spend all this time talking about it, because even though we do the meditation and are getting the benefit of it, and moving more and more into that loving and acceptance and beyond all the games of the mind and emotions and body. Well, it's a journey through all that inner process. And so we're learning how to live in that loving, how to let go of all those attachments and reactions and rights and wrongs. And so there is a lot of learning there. And so even in our meditation time, we often find ourselves struggling and getting caught up in the process, thinking we're meditating wrong, nothing's going on, this isn't working, maybe I'm doing it wrong and it's not working because of me. Or really it's not working just because it's all a bunch of hogwash these guys are sharing anyway. We'll come up with all kinds of reasons. All kinds. And the funny thing is, when the mind comes up with a lot of reasons, it can justify and even say, look, here's the proof. And it even can look so. But yet, spiritually it is not. So how do we know the difference? How do we recognize not only the process, but how do we recognize and know the divine truth in living that, let alone the mess that's created inside with all the inner reactions? Well, that's the journey. That's the process. That's why we spend a lot of time talking about the inner environment, the inner process, how to work with loving and accepting and forgiving. What are all the inner workings that we can live these principles and experience then the living of that? Because this is what it boils down to is that we each, in our own way, have our own living, personal experience. We don't want this to be a mental theology or theosophy or philosophy of some sort. We really want this to be a living example of our own experience. And guess what? That's, in truth, the only way that we can really even learn how to live this, how to find our way or discover the way through the reactions. And it's simply in the doing of it. Through doing it, we will eventually achieve or experience that greater divinity that we're searching for. We'll begin to find a greater freedom from all the pain or the suffering, that separation we feel. It just takes a little bit of time, a little bit of effort. And yeah, maybe it takes a little bit of study to have some understanding of how to do that. But that's what we're doing here, is exactly that.
It's a place where we can really begin to find how to move into this greater freedom. And as I said earlier, then it becomes more of a simple, practical living experience rather than a hard, complicated mental or physical experience. And so we take the time to share it here. We take the time to ask questions so that each of us can get greater clarity in ourselves, outside of ourselves. And that is part of the process. Learning how to live it within, but then how do we even live it in the world? We're not here to avoid the world. It's interesting, let's see if I can remember, a little simple phrase from Spirit that I received. When we avoid, we allow fear to suppress us. When we participate, we allow Spirit to lead us. How much time do we spend in life avoiding? How much time do we spend participating? It's as simple as that. When we avoid, we allow fear to suppress us. When we participate, we allow spirit to lead us. And isn't that what we're doing in meditation even? Is looking up to the divine inside of us to show us the way to lead us into that greater freedom and loving and peace that we're really seeking for. That's why I said it's doing, participation. It's the doing that gets it done. Even if you think you're doing it wrong, even if you think you're not doing enough, guess what? Any effort you make, it's going to have a good payoff. It's going to begin to open the doors so that truly the freedom, the blessings, the joy, the peace can begin to awaken within us. It's all there. You know, that's the funny thing. A lot of this, we think we have to go out and get or create and make happen. But yet, in truth, all of those divine qualities that we're seeking for, trying to get from the world, trying to get from other people, trying to get from our pets and our plants, trying to get from all the physical experiences we're ever chasing after, in truth, it all resides already inside of us. We just have to be willing to look inside and begin to awaken to what is in there. And that's what we're doing in meditation. Is looking within. Awakening and discovering all of these divine qualities that reside in each and every one of us. And it's easier than we would ever think. All the thinking has just simply gotten in the way of it. One of the other things I wanted to share today we often talk a lot about the loving, accepting, and forgiving in the action of meditation because those are really the primary actions of this spiritual awakening. But there are other qualities or attributes of spirit that are also very valuable, that are part of this journey. And I know we don't talk about them as much because often then there's too many things for people to focus on. 
And we talk about simplicity and keeping that simple focus because when we can do that, it can really support us to move into the spiritual experience. But today I'm going to reintroduce some of the things that maybe we haven't talked about in a while, but yet we have. Today you see up here sitting the Knowing of God book, the three original books that Jim wrote. There's a lot of information in there that really is the foundation of all that we're doing here. If you haven't read any of them in a while, maybe check them out. But I'm going to read just from two pages, page 14 and 15. There was once a time when nothing existed except the pure beingness, the I am of God. And from his pure beingness has come everything we see around us and a great deal more which we do not see. If once there was nothing but God, then of what but God can anything have been created? Yet even God is to begin his creation somewhere, and he did so by sending forth from his pure and primal beingness certain attributes of himself. From these attributes, all else in creation has been made manifest as beings within the beingness of God. So let's begin our journey by looking at God's initial outpouring of himself. We will see how many things often thought to be not of God are in fact God in his multitude of expressions continuing to manifest his word, the divine intention to experience, express, and enjoy himself in all the realms of his being. It is in this way that he comes to know himself more fully and to see himself reflected in everything that is. And as we said, when God began to create, he did so by setting forth from his pure being certain attributes of his own self. And he did so in order to experience, express, and enjoy his own being. In doing this, he gave part of his own divine creativity over to that which he created, while at the same time, all of creation remained ever and always an expression of him and as its source. Thus, although there is organization to the universe, separation is always an illusion because the ultimate reality is always oneness with God. Like individual droplets in a greater ocean, the part is always one with the whole from which it comes. And everything that is, everything that ever was, and everything that ever will be is always God in one or another of his multitudes of self-expression. And I'm going to read the primary attributes of God that we have listed here in the book on page 15. The creative potential, time and space, love, power, will, intention and desire, joy, happiness, bliss, light and sound, enthusiasm, mercy, grace, compassion, forgiveness, action, experience, truth, wisdom, knowing, peace, faith, fearlessness, righteousness, justice. 
with quite a few different attributes. A lot of different aspects of God that we can focus on. But each one is simply an expression of God. And in focusing on any of those expressions, we can begin to move into the experience and awaken to that divine quality that God is and that we are a part of. So any of those we can focus on and it can begin to serve us on our journey of awakening. And it's great to even go through the books and just look at these things and take them in and begin to contemplate and allow that to begin to awaken. The simplicity of this journey is simply by giving our attention to that we which we want to experience. And so the more we give our attention to that, it will begin to awaken inside of us and we can begin to have greater experience of that. And that's it. Just like anything in this world, the more time and energy you put into it, the more focus you give it, the more you experience it. It's the same thing here. Give it the time. Give it the energy. Give it that intention and desire that you wish. And that will begin to open that space for it to come forward from within because it's already there. It's just giving the space and the opportunity for it to awaken within us. That's all we need to do. So we can focus on any of that. And I put that out there for each of you to discover in your own way, whatever that is. And maybe none of that. Maybe your only, your primary focus is that direct action of soul liberation that we're doing here in Inner Life Ministries. That attribute of God called the light of the sound is a primary attribute that we do focus on here in ILM that we share about as our primary mission or purpose and intention and in what we're doing in Interlight Ministries. And that is that action of light and sound that is an attribute of God that assists the soul in awakening to the true knowing and experience of its oneness with God. And I like to say the flip side of the coin is also that action by which the soul is liberated or freed from all that I was talking about earlier, the animal nature, the imagination, the emotions, the mind, even the unconscious and subconscious, all these attachments that run and keep the soul in that experience of separation, of not knowing its oneness with its creator. So yes, that is a primary focus that we do in ILM, but it's not at the exclusion of all these other attributes. And so I wanted to acknowledge those again today, to maybe remind us that these are also important. And there's a time and a place to give our attention to these attributes, because they're all part of the soul's journey and its process of awakening. We want to embody and to live this as a living experience. And that's really the key through all of it. How do you make this a living experience? 